0: You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthew.3cr.org.au. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio show from Monday, the 21st of June 2021, which is winter solstice. Cold and clear out there today, and as uh, uh, an archaic expression, the sun's over the yard so we're moving into longer days. We acknowledge the Wurundjeri people, of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people powered radio. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the previous hour of current affairs. My name's Chris, and on today's show, with luck, I'll be having two interviews. Uh, It's about uh, cycling provision and infrastructure uh, happening around Melbourne, especially within the cities of Melbourne and Moreland. So first up, I'll be speaking to Councillor James uh, Conlon from Moreland Council, and my second interview will be a catch-up, another catch-up, with Councillor Rohan Leppard from City of Melbourne. And uh, if you've uh, unfortunately been living in Melbourne and around Victoria, and I mentioned on uh, radiothon show last week, a lot of wind damage around some of uh, some people's favourite cycling haunts and, and also where people live. So I don't know if uh, Bunyip State Forest is still temporarily closed, but again, if you do ride around those areas and you probably are aware of it, You know, um, to stay away until things are tidied up, especially out in the dandies. Uh, Cycling Tips put out, uh, Mark wrote a pretty amazing article about the absolute carnage and damage that's been done out there. And uh, yeah, probably other shows on 3 Sarah will pick up on those themes of what was going on with that windstorm. And uh, not forgetting the end of this week, uh, Saturday sees the tour kick off uh well in australia across our screens on nps cycling central and as one of the couch potato who spends a fair bit of time sitting around talking absolute garbage on twitter i'm looking forward to this immensely as are lots of other members of the couch potato and uh, cycling fans everywhere and i haven't got it in front of me but there is a women's tour i think it's a collaboration between aso and swift but I'd have to find more details on it. There's been many, 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 many attempts to either do, participate, organise a women's tour. And I'm sorry for riffing off the top of my head, but hopefully I can get some more information about that. Also of local news, this is something that goes all back to 2018, 2019, I think from the first time it was mentioned the Yarra Council Bicycle bicycle Advisory Committee uh, is changing its stripes and spots and turning either into the uh, Active Transport Advisory Committee or the Sustainable Transport uh, Advisory Committee. I can remember discussions on this going back a long time. Uh, It's going to be discussed at Yarra Council's meeting on Tuesday. Uh, There's going to be eight members or public members, uh, you know, if you wish to nominate. And uh, more details are in the City of Yarra meeting agenda for tomorrow night, which is Tuesday. So, yeah, that's interesting. More uh, broad kind of... Uh, active transport stuff to do with cycling and walking and from someone who's uh, been drifting around the the, the old bicycle advisory or back since I think about 2003, 2004, I can see why they're moving it to a more broader uh, thing to do with walking and cycling. Okay, I am going to take a break and hopefully after that break I'm going to be talking to James or Councillor James Conlon from City of Moorland. Hey.
1: Luciano and Georgia Keats, supported by the Australian Queer Archive, present Queer Ways, retracing Melbourne's queer footprint. Queer Ways is a community art project that maps the queer history of Melbourne, combining our community's stories and voices, past and present, into a permanent interactive record of being queer in Melbourne. Visit www.queerways.melbourne now to record your story in queer history and explore our city's untold history. Queer Ways, a 3CR
2: supporter.
1: 3CR Radiothon, show your support during June 2021.
2: Because you've not get down on the ground, you know, with the real issues that everyone faces these days. You know, it's a proper community radio station where, you know, people like us, are given a voice and an avenue to be heard, you know, to promote the issues that we're all going through right across the country, you know. So, youth mob hit home right around Australia, you know, not just locally in Melbourne. And there's been a lot of issues that we've been able to get out to the east coast because of youth mob, you know, because our mob, in order for us to move forward, we need to support each other on a national level because the issues that we face are common right across the country, but they're just specific to each area. But they're still common issues that we face because of the ongoing genocide that continues towards our people, you know.
1: 3CR Radiothon, community powered radio.
3: To donate, call 03 9419 8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au.
0: Good morning, and we're back online with 3CR Radio, with Yarrabug Radio. And on the line today, we have uh, Councillor James Conlon from City of Moreland. You there, James?
3: Yes, good morning. Thanks for having me.
0: Good. Sorry for a little bit of dead air there. Um, City of Moreland have been doing some really interesting work with a lot of uh, public support uh, up there. And uh, we're just going to quickly discuss that. Can we just kick off with the, the was it the Carlisle Street Separated Lines?
3: Um, yeah. So Moreland is, uh, in during the COVID period, when it, uh, about a year ago, uh, made a commitment to start to build a lot more active transport infrastructure in, uh, in the form of pop-up. So yes, yeah, so a lot of that's going on in Moreland, but then in addition to that, um, Moreland Council decided to uh, use the opportunity when they're reconstructing a street in Coburg called De Carl Street, um, and turn that into a uh, separated bike lane on each side, um, as well as to try and slow the traffic down there, which goes past the school, Moreland Primary School, um, and yeah, just to generally make the street a lot safer and less of a rat run. So that. Work is continuing, and there should will be um, constructing that i think later uh, I think it's next year've cool. been out to consultation
0: good and you at the moment there's a uh, trial separated uh, lanes in Pascalville and brunswick isn't isn't the one in Brunswick being actually being built at the moment
3: yeah, so one of them is on Albion street um So that was – it's just we're putting those uh, yellow separated barriers on one side of the street. Um, There was a plan for sort of like separated bike lanes on there, like normal wider ones, but we – it's a very narrow road, so the design's changed and it's um, – the separated lane's going to be on the south side, not the north side. Um, And then later, I think it's this week, there will be um, separated bike lanes built on – pop-up bike lanes again on Dawson Street – between the Upfield Bypass and the West Brunswick Shimmy, so about 500 metres on each side of the road. So that's really exciting.
0: Yeah, because um, that's really good to get that going, especially with uh, you got uh, really good support amongst the the councillors in Morland as well.
3: Yeah, so this whole package of works, the pop up bike um, and pedestrian works, was passed at the last uh, budget meeting last year, um, and it was I think it was 1.8 million dollars. Uh, was uh, spent on that package, and I'm pretty sure that was unanimously supported. There were a lot of councillors who voted to increase that um, spending uh, because they understood the importance of, you know, changing the way, trying to help change the way that we get around our city and make it um, safer and easier to walk and ride. Um, Yeah, it is good. We're seeing pretty strong support across all councillors for um, these types of projects. So even a couple of months ago, I introduced a motion to, for Council to begin the work of um, building some better uh, east-west bike infrastructure um, on uh, Dawson Street slash Glenline Road and also up on Monroe Street, Harding Street in Coburn. Um, and that was you know, unanimously supported. So, yeah, it's really good. There's, we're not seeing the sort of divisive politics that this sort of stuff can generate in other areas. So, yeah, so that's really positive.
0: Well, it's kind of showing that Moreland, uh, there's a template there and also that other council, councils nearby and other parts around Victoria should be looking at uh, your model. Because wasn't there a Monash Uni survey, I think, last year, 2020? 80% of people in Moorlands wanted separated infrastructure and, you know, and the council wanted to build it, but it's kind of beyond, a lot of it's beyond your scope um yeah. and just to bring in, um you know the working uh, partnership that city of melbourne have got with department of transport it needs to be more integrated can can you see progress there with Moreland, you know when you see things that go out of you know budget considerations with the council kind of having a a working relationship with state government
3: yeah so we're try we're trying to kind of replicate that constructive relationship between um, the, the minister, the transport minister, and the mayor that exists between, yeah, in the city of Melbourne, because um, I understand that sort of collaborative approach, which I think ha- is in the form of an MOU between the two parties, has really helped city of Melbourne to, you know, build their really amazing expansion of their um, cycling infrastructure in the last uh, 12 months. So tr- we'd really love to try and, you know, replicate that model. So we've also. Um, Passed a motion uh, through council, sort of yeah, proposing a kind of similar model with Moorland. Um, unfortunately, we asked the mayor; our mayor is still waiting for a meeting with the minister to have those conversations. So, Minister Carroll, if you're listening, please give our mayor a buzz because um, we're keen to get you know cracking on the all the other great projects that we've got that are shovel ready. So that's what we're yeah, we would love to
0: oh, have yeah. a yeah. Ben Carroll, uh, please pick up the phone or uh, return that email to Moreland's mayor. And in, in closing, um, what what can you see like better things happening in Moreland for you know walking and cycling? Yeah, you know, this is the beginning of uh, hopefully a beautiful relationship with the Department of Transport and or you know yeah. like uh, good good consensus with councillors up there of um, understanding and listening to yeah. what um, residents want. That's,
3: yeah, so I think I'm. Um, ha- so all these pop-up bike lanes that we're building um, around the municipality, they're, they're open, uh, they're, they're largely trials and there's going to be there's a long uh, period of consultation. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward to the community um, giving us feedback and council taking that on board so that we can, you know, can show that this is, in general, has widespread support and also, you know, to listen to the people who do have concerns because I think we need to bring the whole community with us. So. Yeah, I think the consultation periods is a really good way for people to um, tell us what they think, um, so that we can, you know, hopefully show that this has got widespread support, and we can continue, you know, making our streets safer to get around by bike and by walking.
0: Yeah, and uh, what's the uh, kind of a website uh, thing that people can look up for uh, doing feedback for Moreland?
3: Um, it's Co- conversations Moreland. So if you just Google that, you'll be able to find the relevant links to feedback into, yeah.
0: Great, thank you so much for your time today, James. Really appreciate it.
3: No worries, thanks for having me. Thank you. Cheers. Did you know that each donation over $2 you make to 3CR's Radiothon is tax deductible? That means that when you're doing your tax return business, you can claim your 3CR donation as a legitimate tax deduction. To make a pledge to this year's Radiothon, call the station on 9419 8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au forward slash donate.
2: 3CR Radiothon,
1: community powered radio. Leopard, Councillor at City
0: of Melbourne. There's been some interesting things in the media about uh, City of Melbourne's uh, rapid implementation of separated bicycle infrastructure, and at a recent meeting, was that the Committee for Future Melbourne?
1: That's right. So on Tuesday, we had our meeting, um, Future Melbourne Committee meeting, that considered the commissioning of an independent report uh, to review how some of our transport. Uh, patterns uh, unfolding in the midst of COVID uh, and to inform future decisions of the council to support city recovery. They're the words in the resolution but also make sure we're meeting the policy objectives in our transport strategy 2030. So that was the decision we made on Tuesday. The commissioning of that review is yet to come. Um, The agreement on that decision was unanimous uh, but, of course, uh, every councillor and different parts of the media are going to interpret what that review, the purpose of the review uh, is, and a whole lot of uh, different councillors and players in the media would like that review to find different things, uh, and so it's a very political environment we find ourselves in.
0: As would be with a lot of uh, walking and cycling um initiatives across Melbourne, and we're just coming out of another, I think, the fourth lockdown for Melbourne, and there's pressures mounting for, uh, you know, economic activity in the CBD and the like of it. But what came out of this meeting recently of uh, support for the things that City of Melbourne have done in the last 12 months?
1: So over the last 12 months, we've built nearly 12 or 13 kilometres of physically separated cycle lanes. And I'm immensely proud of that. Uh, These are decisions that were made before COVID to accelerate the delivery of our transport strategy 2030. But COVID really was the catalyst to get these things done very quickly. And while the city was in lockdown, we've decided that um, getting that transport mode shift done while uh, the city streets um, have the capacity to have all that infrastructure work done quickly is the best time to do it. And so that means the disruption has been at a peak. It also means that we are seeing that mode shift happening faster than ever before. People can see the changes to transport in the middle of the city. Every time they go into the city, things have changed. And it's probably natural that now we're seeing quite a strong backlash from some parts of the media. Obviously, you know, there's no surprise that... Your Neil Mitchells and your Herald Sons are always against uh, the city's active transport agenda. Because we've been so successful in the rollout of our cycle infrastructure, now is the time that we're seeing quite a few uh, strong pushes from parts of the media and from some of my fellow councillors to say, well, actually, we need a review to see if this is still the right thing to do. So I'm quite nervous about that. Uh, A lot of cyclists are nervous about that. Um, I think we have demonstrated massive success. Uh, not everyone agrees with that. And, and so you know, Bicycle Network Victoria has described this as the City of Melbourne getting the wobbles. I think we're gonna hold firm, but um,
0: certainly it's an interesting time. City of Melbourne, like a lot of other councils, always are putting out open consultations and all um, things for feedback. There, there was uh, some important feedback given from the public about uh, what you've uh, done so far in terms of cycling infrastructure.
1: Absolutely. So the submissions to this meeting on Tuesday were pretty overwhelming. So those who wrote in, and there were plenty of people who wrote in, were writing in with stories about, you know, getting on a bike for the first time in your seventies, or riding into the city with your children when you never would have done that before, or the uptake of cycling for women, and you know the the, the diversity and uptake in cycling amongst a much broader cohort than than pre-COVID is so encouraging and uh, it's something that council really needs to uh, embrace and be proud of, I think. Mm. Uh, but at the end of the day, this decision that we're looking at here isn't about uh, anecdote. Uh, the review is going to collect data and that can only be a good thing. So, again, the decision on Tuesday was to commission a review to gather as much data as possible, and all councillors unanimously agreed that that is a good thing to do. I certainly supported it. Uh, I think that we do need to understand the transport activity and patterns that are happening at the city at the moment. Um, a lot of the traffic we're seeing in the city at the moment is through traffic, not destination traffic. And if we understand that a little bit better, uh, I think that we can plan better. Uh, but the stuff I'm really interested in is the massive spike in micromobility and uh, delivery vehicles, whether it's by bicycle or motorbike or, or by car. You know, During lockdown, meal delivery is just a, a small industry that's gone absolutely through the roof. And what that's doing to transport patterns in the central city is really, really hard to keep on top of. So we need data to inform future decisions. So I think this is a really valuable exercise. The problem is parts of the media see council is commissioning review into transport and they're reading into that whatever they want to read into that and it's given some of my colleagues just enough uh, room to say, well, this is our opportunity to wind back our bike lane agenda or this is the opportunity to expand the number of car lanes on certain roads because uh, post-COVID recovery and city recovery is all about vehicles because you can fit more shopping into the boot of the car than you can into panniers on a bicycle. And some of these arguments are really, really quite frustrating to deal with because we've proved through our transport strategy 2030 that those economic arguments are quite inept. Uh, but that's back to where we are. So, again, let's hope that this review produces some really, really good data so that the city continues to make those evidence-driven, data-driven decisions, and we're not going to be uh, derailed by silly political, cultural arguments of the type that we saw over the last
0: couple of weeks. You are definitely not saying the word culture war there, but anyway, all the words, Um, but (laughs) yeah, we we see this all the time, but the problem, the thing is, uh, there is whether it comes to trying to uh, persuade an opposing um, attitude or a debate, there's that facts always don't, don't win. Um, it's not That's about right. winning. It's about trying to get the best uh, information out there and people make up their minds and then you have a percentage of people who do a change. And as we saw last week in The Age, there's an article about uh, Alice who previously didn't like cyclists, now rides. These are and the key room.
1: part there was the infrastructure and what a great article that was. That Perfect was. timing. Same day as the meeting. Brilliant article. And and it was those sorts of stories we heard coming through, through the, the verbal presentations to the meeting that evening as well. People with those very human stories about uh, how they couldn't cycle in certain parts of the city before because they feared for their lives and now they can. Mm. And thank you, council, because you're helping to... Stop me get injured or I don't feel like I'm about to die anymore. Like like these are incredibly powerful, important stories to tell. And so you're right, it's not always about the data and the evidence. You still need those direct human stories in order to sway mm-hmm. and keep politicians on track because we don't only make decisions based on evidence and data. Politicians are humans like everyone else.
0: change we need to show broad community support. Show your support for walking and cycling in the city of Yarra by appearing as a champion on the Streets Alive website, representing your local street, neighbourhood or school. It's fast, free and simple.
1: Learn more at streets-alive-yarra.org. A 3CR supporter.
0: And, uh, to look at, uh, you know, like uh, trends overseas and data points and the rest of it. Major economic centres across the world, i.e., cities, are doing this sort of thing towards micro mobility. Uh, and it's not just COVID. It's not just, uh, you know, we want to get this infrastructure in because we see uh, an an opportunity to do it. It's the biggest swing of environmental concerns, climate change concerns, and this is people are taking a, a more than a personal interest in what their activities can do and can influence. Now, to to close, there's a, an important uh, meeting coming up on the 29th of June to do with uh, the uh, City of Melbourne budget. Can you speak to that?
1: Quite excited about this. So uh, we've been working hard as a group of councillors developing our council plan for four years and our budget and trying to demonstrate that budget resources the council plan. So I've got some great stuff in the council plan uh, about safety and making sure that people can access the city conveniently and and safely. And for the first time, we're publishing four years' worth of capital works projects rather than one. What we've managed to get in the draft budget, which is out for public consultation at the moment and the final version will come back on the 29th, is $8.06 million for local roads yep. uh, the next financial year plus whatever carry forward there was from this financial year then four million four million and four million so we're still trying to do as much early as we possibly can because spending early in a recession is important for economic reasons but we also want to live as many of those lines as possible so we can get that transport mode happening early for the good of the city for the good of public safety and for the good of the local economy as well mm-hmm. but we've also got delivery of the Cintilla Road bicycle lanes in there. We're offering to deliver that for the state government with a state government grant. And so you'll also find $60 million in the City of Melbourne budget for delivery of cycle infrastructure on state road. Once you add in the completion of Exhibition uh, Street and a range of other small projects, uh, we've got $90 million for bicycle infrastructure over four years. And that is a record level of expenditure for the City of Melbourne and that vote is coming up on the 29th of June.
0: So can people uh, speak to that or uh, make submissions or is that closed?
1: Uh, The special meeting for submissions on the budget is uh, at an early meeting on the 29th and the deadline for that closed on the 15th of June. Okay. Um, There are some submissions including from uh, Bike Melbourne and others that I've seen Uh, but from here on in uh, it's about making sure that uh, the... 11 pollies in the room. Uh, understand the arguments well,
0: but some, yeah, those submission deadlines are closed. And I'm so pleased to hear that City of Melbourne have stepped up about uh, St. Kilda, uh, St Kilda Road. That has been a long running. We're going to do it. No, we're not going to do it. No, you won't hear it in my lifetime, sort of, you know, all the media stuff. And people's lives and stuff are at risk. It needs to be done.
1: needed and, it to be done years ago. Yep. Next best time is now, so we've just got to get on with it.
0: So, thank you for your time today.
2: A proud black man proud black man You should not wonder
3: Strong spirit First Nations issues Families, people And stories from a First Nations perspective Presented by Dari Munmwarrow Starts Monday, June 21st at 1 pm on 3CR. Proud
2: black man, proud black man, you should not wonder.
0: Loving your jokes
2: like an actress.
0: Okay, thank you to uh, Councillor James Conlon from the City of Molland and uh, Councillor Rohan Leppard for making time for another catch-up on issues across those two councils. Again, uh, we're still doing our Radiothon thing, so if you want to give to Yarrabosca Users Group Radio, you can go to our Give Now um, thing that we've been uh, putting all over the place online, or you can go to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate and give there Not, oh, don't forget you can call the station on 9419 8377 and the text number is zero four triple eight zero nine eight double five. Okay that's all I've got time for today. Up next is Shebop followed by Blackblock. Block. Still sunny I'm tying up my laces kiss your pretty face And I'll be on my way Put it on my shirt